Find all your favorite movies and shows faster with Xfinity. Just speak into the X1 voice remote to search across live TV, on demand, even Netflix and Prime Video. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Switch to Xfinity today and get a great offer. You'll enjoy Xfinity X1, which gives you access to your favorite streaming apps like Netflix, YouTube, and now Prime Video. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit the store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Each and every week last year, when we were colleagues at the News Sentinel, a couple things have changed, but not this. Dan Vance is going to kick it off here as our first guest with the High School Basketball Coaches Show each and every week. He joins us on the line right now. Dan, how are you? I'm doing good, Justin. Glad to be back. DC missed me in the last hour. Yeah, I'm going to say you sounded a lot more excited to be on Brett's show, so we're going to need a uh, to oh, I'm sorry. amplify the excitement here. Because... You got a little later in the day. You know, <laughs> I'm getting older, and it's it's later in the night. The sun's gone down. Well, my theory is the wife got home. She has a list of things for you to do, and now you're in a crabby mood. Well, really more the two-year-old got home, so yeah. I've... Uh, I've, I've been chasing him around. And he's got a list of things for Dad to do, probably. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Dan, you were out last night at, in Kendallville for East Noble and Snyder. A lot of people would say probably two of the three best teams in the area, maybe, potentially. May throw Blackhawk Christian in that conversation. But it lived up to the excitement, the early season hype of a late November game. Back and forth, Snyder pulls it out. What did you see last night in Kendallville? Well, I think the Snyder answered a lot of questions that people had about them. And in the preseason, uh, there's been good media hype. There's been good hype uh, in the high school basketball scene uh, for Snyder and, and what they could do with their depth and young depth, not a single senior on that team. Uh, and they answered a lot of those questions last night. Their perimeter guys played very well. Uh, Jay Sean Underwood's lockdown defense through parts of the game was crucial for them. Uh, late, he was guarding Ali Ali. And if you've seen Jay Sean Underwood, they list him at 5'10 on the roster. Um, I would say about 5'7", and guarding Ali Ali at 6'6", and did a fantastic job. Kept Ali Ali from putting the ball on the floor uh, because of his defensive prowess and his ability to strip the ball away. Michael Ely shot the ball very well. Aaron Thomas shot the ball very well. So the Panthers answered those questions. They played very good basketball against the East Noble team that has almost everybody back from a three-loss team a year ago. Uh, I, I was impressed. There's, there's some holes and we're going to see that uh, with almost everybody early, especially with a uh, Snyder team that's still young. But uh, day one to go to Kendallville and beat East Noble is pretty impressive. Dan, we did this last year when we had you on. Three things we learned. Three things we're going to learn over the past week. Back by popular or unpopular demand, I'm not sure. But let's follow that same kind of uh, you know setup, and we'll start with the three things that we learned. Maybe you can include, obviously, what you've already talked about with Snyder and East Noble last night. Number one. Well, yeah, I think we learned a lot of things in that game. Uh, we saw a different Ali Ali. He was definitely more aggressive in parts of that game than we've seen in the past. And I know that's been a knock on him in some areas is, is he too passive? Uh, we definitely saw a guy who was willing to get to the basket that was rebounding hard last night. So we, we got to pick that up. We got to see a, an energized Brent Cox, his numbers for throughout this year for East Noble in their first two games, both wins, really showed that. But against a higher-level opponent, uh, he really dominated on the inside, had another big double-double, I think 18 points, and I want to say 14 rebounds last night for Brent Cox. Uh, did a fantastic job. So we, we saw a new level of aggression for East Noble. Uh, and for a team to, like I said, be a three-loss team a year ago, that was really impressive for them to be able to up their aggression last night uh, and, and match Snyder. It was a, 
fantastic game back and forth. I think Snyder led by five after the first quarter and four or five at halftime, and East Noble was up by six uh, at the end of the third. And then Snyder ends up going on an 8-0 run uh, to finish that game off, down five, down 60-55, to 55 and go on an 8-0 run. It was uh, definitely a, a heavyweight collision, and I think that we learned for sure that those two teams are two of the best teams, if not the two best teams in the area right now. Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net joining us here on the OPS High School Basketball Coaches Show. We're going through the three things that we learned over the past week, and we're up to number two. Well, I think, and, and you learned it more than I did because you were there, and what I was able to do was was watch some highlights and go back and watch some footage from the game. But Blackhawk Christian, uh, could they play on as high of a level again this year? Frankie Davidson was absolutely phenomenal tonight. He looks slimmed down uh, a lot, and I mentioned it a little bit on the Sports Rush earlier. Frankie just seems to have a different uh, mood about him. He just seems light. He seems like he's having fun, uh, enjoying the moment. Uh, this final season playing for his dad, being the senior captain, getting a chance to play with his little brother Marcus. And, and I think that makes Blackhawk Christian very dangerous. And like I said, you saw it more. Uh, you were out there, but you were texting me all night about how uh, Frankie, is he arguably one of the top five players in this area? Yeah, I can say Frankie was absolutely phenomenal last night. And, you know, Caleb First is the best prospect, obviously, on the floor last night. But you could say Frankie was the better maybe high school basketball player on the floor last night. It'll be interesting to see just who can give Blackhawk Christian a run for their money in the north of 1A. Bar Reeve is going to be very, very good in the south. Uh, that potentially could be a matchup in the state finals. But that's uh, a long way off. Okay, Dan, number three, the third thing we learned over the past week. Well, I think, and, and it goes back more than just a week and looking at the girls and how they've started this season, um, it's pretty wide open when you get outside of probably the top four teams, uh, maybe up to six teams in the area. But outside of those three main undefeateds right now, being Homestead, Central Mobile, and Norwell, uh, if any team on any given night, I think, you know, Southside has looked very strong. They're right there's that four team, Concordia and Belmont there, maybe a five, six. But outside of the top four to six, it's been a really interesting season. Some teams that we thought early on were going to be strong. Columbia City has struggled at times, um, but then they come in last night and beat a 5-1 and one Bishop Dwinger team that has been very strong early this season. And, and Columbia City sitting at, I think, 3-4 and four before that win. So I, I think it's a, a pretty wide-open area, and I think every conference is pretty wide-open. Um, the ACAC, you're looking at, at Woodland and Heritage that have both started as like 5-1 and one this year, uh, where Jay County has had a tougher schedule. So their record isn't there, but we know that Jay County is going to be tough. We know that Bluffton is going to be tough in that conference. So I think that outside of uh, those top teams, really wide open, unfortunately, for those conferences, those top teams represent, uh, I think, clear winners in the SAC and Homestead, Norwell in the Northeast State, and Central Mobile in the NECC. He is Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net joining us here on the OPS High School Basketball Coaches Show. All right, Dan, the three things over the next week that we expect to learn or you will learn, number one. Well, I think we're going to get some uh, some interesting early clarity um, in a couple of conference races, and I think that one of those uh, on the girls' end is we're getting ready to see Central Mobile and Angola play. Uh, I believe that game's on Friday. Angola beat Central Mobile last year. They haven't looked as good and as sharp this year, just coming off a, a close win against Fairfield last night that shouldn't have been close. Uh, but Angola Central Noble is going to give us some clarity uh, early in the NECC um, 
for girls. And then the NCC of boys, we got Westview and Busco playing on Friday night, and those are arguably the top two teams in the NECC on the boys' side. Westview is the uh, number one team in Class 2A right now. Uh, so really quickly, we're going to learn uh, who the frontrunners are going to be uh, very early in the season in some conference races. All right, Dan, the second third thing that we can expect to learn over the next seven days. I think after watching East Noble last night in person, um, we're going to get a gauge of how strong that Carroll is on Saturday when those two teams play second game in a row for East Noble against a potential sectional opponent uh, in that always tough sectional. And I think that we're going to really get a good gauge of Carroll. I don't think we did that last week. Um, they went one and one. South and Adams is a little bit down. Uh, Carroll seemed to have their way in that one. David Esha had a, a really good night. And then on Saturday, they played a very tough Penn team, had a bad night, got in foul trouble, and Penn kind of took advantage of that. So I don't think we got a good gauge of Carroll. I think we'll do that this weekend with East Noble. Uh, we now know what East Noble can do uh, in, in a lot of aspects, but we're also going to learn more about them. That was one of the things last night that we didn't see was what some of their kind of secondary guys can do behind that big three of Brent Cox and Ali Ali and Hayden Jones. Uh, we didn't really see Michael Bender, Michael Klein, a couple guys there who uh, do a lot for them on the wings. They didn't really get very involved, especially offensively. So I think we're going to find out a lot about those two teams when they match up on Saturday night. All right, Dan, the third thing that we should look at and, and hope to learn something over the next seven days. I think that we're going to continue to learn how good this Homestead girls team is. They have Carroll this week, um, usually a good matchup. Carroll's been uh, surprisingly strong early this season because they lost so much to graduation, um, and their depth in scoring has been great. Their depth on defense has been great. I think they're sitting in one loss as well right now. But this Homestead team is just a different team. Uh, I've got a chance to see them play three times this year. They are every bit as good as the team that won the state championship a couple years ago. They don't have a Carissa McLaughlin, but they have just a wealth of scores. Right now, Riley Parker is the team's leading scorer. I would have never guessed that in the preseason. We knew that she was a good player and a good shooter, obviously already with a Division I uh, commitment to play at Purdue Fort Wayne. But to have Riley Parker come out leading in scoring when you have a Sidney Graber and you have a Solaire Starks and you have a Haley Swing and you have an Ayanna Patterson, I think it, we've, we've learned a little bit about Homestead and what they can be. I think we'll learn a lot more once you get into these conference games because this is a team that they won the conference last year, but they didn't win the conference tournament. They didn't win a sectional. So this is a team that really has uh, specific goals in front of them. And last year's team, maybe they didn't feel like they needed to approach those goals the same coming off the state championship, but this year's team is really hungry, and I think we're going to learn more about uh, how they're really going to attack those goals. They have a busy December ahead of them, uh, really starting this Friday with Carroll, and then they go pretty much nonstop until uh, the second week of January. Dan, always a pleasure. Before we let you go, you're doing some great things at OutsideTheHuddle.net. You hired a couple cartoon animals, Bounce the Frog to talk basketball, Blitz the Bear to talk football. But uh, for people that want to check out OutsideTheHuddle.net, what can they find there now and what can they find here over the next few days? Well, you got some good stuff there uh, right now. We got a, a really good uh, column about the idea of instant replay and state championship football games. Uh, it's even gotten a lot of traction. I think a lot of people are interested in that concept and that conversation. Uh, our fan vote for the fans pick for the player of the year and high school football as we kind of wrap up high school football season is active right now, uh, generating some buzz. And then, you know, throughout the week, throughout basketball season, you'll, you'll have some power polls on Tuesdays. 
games to watch on Mondays. Friday will be a, a big game for the weekend, and it's some good game coverage and uh, opinions throughout from from Bounce and everybody at, at outside the huddle. So I just got a, a wealth of stuff and trying to to stay active in the area. There's a lot of really good basketball coming up this year, so uh, we'll try to have as much coverage on it as we can. Best area basketball and football coverage around when we're talking high school sports. That's outside the huddle.net. Dan, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right. Take care, guys. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Garnishing your ham with pineapple? Pair it with a delicious Chardonnay to make their taste buds swirl. Deviled eggs are even better when paired with a light, dry wine like a bubbly Prosecco or a Pinot Grigio. For me, nothing beats recommending a great wine. And with such an extensive selection, I can help you find the perfect one in your budget. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine & More. Cheers! Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.